Yes, yeah, everyone. Welcome back to our show about two irreverent Americans who love Formula One more than we love most things. Uh, I'm Ryan Silverstein. I'm with here with my buddy Ian Kimball. F yeah. Uh, and we are here to recap last week's BWT Grosser Prize at their Steiermark 2021 Great and then job. preview this week's Formula One BWT Grosser Prize von Osterreich 2021. Hell yeah, dude. Well done. <laughs> you, you, you went, you attacked that. Yeah, I was ready for it. I, I, confession, I may have practiced a little bit. I don't blame you one bit. Um, I want to start off with a question that we're going to have to uh, uh, get to later. And that question is uh, exactly what like deal with the devil did George Russell make uh, that has given him such horrendous luck literally all the fucking time. I feel like he comes from like the Wicker Man Island. He must do <laughs> Like the original Wicker Man, where like yeah. he's just not allowed to use technology. Like he's some sort yeah. of like magical witchcraft person. Yeah, he's not actually British. He's Amish. He's just putting on the <laughs> he's putting on this shit for for show. It's not real. He's you know he can't get ahead, man. He's in. He, they give him the fastest car, and it it goes completely sideways for him. He almost, yeah. he finally fights that Williams after years, finally fights that Williams up to, all, to get, in, he's going to get a point. He was good. That was our question last week. Does George get a point? We both said it was going to be the wild card. We both said yes. Yeah. He qualifies 11th. He starts in 10th because of Yuki. And then something fucking breaks. I don't even, I don't even think anything broke. I think they were just like, this is too close for him. He retired <laughs> his car. Williams is that scared of success at this point. They're like, we don't know what would happen if the car got points. So, yeah, full on panic. Super heartbreaking for George. And the question that I keep coming back to is, is he like a prodigy? Like, is he truly like a Verstappen, Hamilton level talent? Mm. And the Williams is like, like that's how good he is in a car that is shit or is like the Williams actually a halfway decent car and he's pushing it way over the you know what I mean like where's the line about like the the limit of the car and how much he more he's able to get out of it like you know the difference between Hamilton and Bottas in the Mercedes the difference between Max and Checo in the Red Bull where like you can see like there's a top driver like they're squeezing everything out of that car and like I feel like George, it like performance-wise, is squeezing even more out of the Williams compared to Hamilton, you know, like compared to where his teammate finishes. Yeah, I think what's cool is not to say that there isn't a hunger for Hamilton or Max, mm-hmm. um, because there obviously is. You know, I don't think that you get anywhere without there being that hunger. Um, but there is something to be said for being in the team being on the team that that struggles to score even a single point you know what i mean right and so maybe he's in like a gasly situation after he went to uh to our rasa alpha tori where he's like i just like i need to just prove myself like my entire mission in life and like george's thing this year was like yeah i'm gonna get out of q1 
like every qualifying every race he wanted to get into q2 that was his goal and he missed q3 by 0.008 seconds it's like that's how close it's like a was it a millionth or a billionth of a second yeah yeah you can't you can't even you can't blink in the time it's like it's closer than a photo finish yeah yeah you wouldn't like the human eye wouldn't be able to determine which car was in front that's how how close it was and so you know i mean good for him uh pushing this hard and and yeah like it takes a certain level of hunger but between uh him crashing out with Bottas earlier this year you know almost passing a mercedes with his williams and uh, he just man i i wonder if George now is in the position where I feel like um, because he's pretty young still, right? Like, how old is George? Uh, let me I know Nick Latifi's birthday was like yesterday and he turned 25 and I thought he was like 30. Fuck that guy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> this guy, fuck Nick Latifi. Like oh, for his age, not for any particular other reason. He seems like a nice Canadian uh, child. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You can't, you can't backtrack now. There's no backpedaling on that one. Uh, George is, he just turned 23 in February. Yeah. And if you look on his Wikipedia article, the, his photo is from 2009, or from 2019, rather, and he looks like he's about 14. Yeah, I was going to say 2009. It's like him as an infant. <laughs> it's an like, ultrasound. Yeah, baby George. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, I, I think that there's just... He's so desperate to prove himself at this point. Uh, and yeah, I think that... I mean, when you really break it down, the Williams is the the second worst car. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's mm-hmm. just all there is to it. I think if I had to choose between the Williams, the Haas, or the Alfa Romeo, I'm taking the Alfa Romeo. Yeah, I think so. You know? Um, uh, Like, like if you put, you know, the Stig or Lewis or whoever, and you had him drive every single car on the same track under the same conditions, like, that would be the order. I feel like the Williams and the Alfa Romeo would be pretty close, and then the Haas would be, like, you know, a couple tenths behind. Or a couple couple laps behind maybe well it's lewis traffic so <laughs> yeah good point good point um but yeah, yeah i mean like that's that's sort of the so there is something to be said i think uh ghastly is a great comparison to make where it's like you are not in the best car and you are putting in a performance week to week that's impressive to everybody watching yeah look like danny ricardo in the Renault last year too yeah. Um, yeah, where he's like, th- these are drivers that are like single-handedly like pulling their teams right. up in the in the rankings. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so yeah, I mean, I'd love to see George do it this week. I know that we uh, that was our first that was kind of our first question that we both had for one another last week, um, and so that was uh, that's sort of I would love to see him do it this week. Um, but we'll we'll see what happens. What did you yeah. think of the race as a whole last week? Uh, I thought it was super fun in part 
I'm still excited to see Max get the pole and then lead every lap and not have any problems. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, this, this race it is very, like it felt very uh, 2019, 2020 season of a quote unquote boring, like uneventful race at the front. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's funny, like looking on, like the people that write up the Wikipedia summaries, like the French Grand Prix had like five paragraphs, and this has like four sentences. <laughs> like, and the first sentence being the race started at fifteen hundred local time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there's not much that really uh, happened, you know. I mean, I think Red Bull has a car that is just performs very well at this track, and there was no real, like Verstappen and Red Bull didn't make any mistakes that opened a window for Hamilton to have any shot of winning the race. Right. Yeah. He just, uh, I mean, Max was just so dominant, you know, and, and we're seeing that more and more, I think uh, is just how absolutely dominant week to week he is becoming and how comfortable he's becoming. Yeah, I mean, if he had not had that Pirelli issue on the last lap um, of uh, which race was that a couple weeks ago, um, he he would like he probably would be like not mathematically far out ahead, but he'd be like pulling away from Lewis in the championship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lewis didn't get any points that week either, but he would be farther ahead because he would have also gotten that win. Right. That's what I'm saying. So I hear yeah. You. yeah. Like there, there would be that gap there. I mean, it's uh, I saw that, that Toto said that last week um, was the first time in eight years that they felt that their car simply did not have the pace to win. And it was like, and I mean, you know, it's, it's great to applaud Max Verstappen's efforts. Um, but the way that that car was catching up, uh, Checo's car was catching up to Valtteri at the end and almost got the podium. Like it says so much about what Red Bull has done uh for their for their cars and what they've done for their for their team like they're just absolutely on fire right now yeah um on this week's episode of beyond the grid uh christian horner was on and i got a chance to listen to like a little more than half of it um before recording this and he was just saying how like because he's been at the red bull like basically building that team from scratch like he was talking to moving into like the old jaguar offices and like having to like update them but yeah wow um you know and they've built like a huge campus and like one of the buildings is named after seb but you know mm-hmm. um, and he's like this is the best that we've ever been and like everything they've done like was building to that point and you know they were kind of pressing him a little bit on uh honda leaving the sport and like what that means for the future of Red Bull and why they decided to build their own engine. And he's like, because we can't be a customer team. Right. Like it's just that much harder to win championships because you are dependent on a whole nother crew of people and you have to, you have to build your car around what they're doing and you can't integrate it into the whole car. Um, But he said they like reached out to all the construct, all the engine builders. Yeah. I saw Um, that he was talking to Ferrari. Yeah, Ferrari basically were the only ones that returned this call. 
<laughs> oh wow, uh, really? Like he like reached out to Mercedes and they were just like nine. Um, <laughs> you know, and then they he reached out to Renault and they were like, none. <laughs> uh, and Ferrari was like, you know, let's have a conversation, let's sip some espresso and uh, have a conversation about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they were talking about like, you know, there's some of the people from Honda are, are going to stay with Red Bull, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not, you know, losing everybody on that side. Yeah. And they're also um, poaching pretty hard. From, oh, yeah, yeah. From the from other everywhere. team. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so it's, it, it's, it's an interesting point for them to be. And, you know, he was talking about how like they're so focused on the new regulations and the new power unit, mm-hmm. but yet they've done everything so well like the last couple of seasons it's just been like getting better and getting better and getting better until they've gotten yeah. to where they are now where yeah. they just they look like a team that can win a championship like even if they fall short you know right. i think already this year even compared to last year they look like a team like they are actually contending for both the driver and instructor championship right yeah they're uh yeah they're they're doing great i mean it's great to see what they're doing uh also, this past week, what I was excited about was uh, the emotional roller coaster that I went on uh, watching Ferrari. Since we're talking about them, mm-hmm. um, last week uh, I asked you if Ferrari was going to have a comeback. This week, uh, you said no because of the straights. I said yes. Uh, I like to because think of, we were because of the curves. Because of the curves, <laughs> <laughs> I like to think we were both right uh in that um yeah man uh because i mean great for carlos uh who didn't get as much recognition i think because leclerc got so much which Mm -hmm. he deserved but carlos started in 12th you know just didn't look great uh in qualifying but ferrari spent a lot of time last weekend in practice uh focused on their their pace and not their one lap speed uh, and that really worked out great for him as he worked his way up the field and finished in sixth. Um, Leclerc, who had a first last lap, lap incident uh, that required a replacement of a wing, mm-hmm. came out on the second lap and was 30 seconds behind. Uh, he was in 19th because Gasly had to retire immediately. Right. So he was like 30 uh, seconds behind Mazepin. He was, he was 30 Schumacher seconds behind Mazepin, yeah. And uh, fights his way back up to like 8th or ninth, and then, you know, has his first pit stop. He's back down in the teens. Uh, fights his way back up again. Stops twice. He's the first one. I mean, like, he put on those hard tires super early. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. He stopped on the – got new tires on the second lap put on those hards, fought his way way up the field. Pat's pits the second time. He's the first one to pit. Everyone else is still on hards. He threw on a set of mediums uh, and then just charged through the field to finish in seventh, uh, which it was just impressive. Like what an impressive drive out of him. Uh, so, so great to see. Um and I mean, it, it, again, it was kind of for me heartbreaking because it was like, oh no, like on the first lap, like <laughs> no, you know, and like, and it was, you know, it was a, it was simply a race incident. It was a bummer for Gasly, a bummer for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, anybody that was involved. But that's what happens when you have twenty cars that are all really big 
kind of take, taking one of those tiny little turns. Uh, so, I mean, watching him fight his way up the, through the field, he got driver of the day, which I think was uh, definitely well-deserved. Um, and, uh, yeah, looked, uh, looked pretty good, I thought. I was, I was excited about watching his race, and I was excited to see Ferrari kind of have a, have a nice little – have a nice little push, have a nice little comeback. Um, and both of those cars do really well on a track where I don't think anybody was quite certain whether or not they were going to be able to be competitive at all. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. And I think, you know, Ferrari, like, they look like they're fighting this year. And I never really got the sense last year with all the stuff around Seb and, just uh, it just seemed like chaos behind the scenes that they were doing everything they could to like stem the bleeding. And now it feels like they're like, you know, recovered. They've, they're turning it around. They're fighting for everything that they can get. And, uh, you know, I also do think they benefit from, you know, having a mindset of like, we're not like best case scenario, we get a podium, but like our goal, yeah. you know, similar to like George, like his goal this season is to always get into Q2. Like Ferrari's goal is to beat McLaren. Yeah. And, like, I feel like easing off the championship pressure a little bit, I think, and, like, focusing on a, like, more achievable outcome for them, mm -hmm. I think has helped them, like, focus and, like, their strategy has gotten better because they don't have to worry about what Red Bull and Mercedes are doing strategy-wise. They only really have to focus on McLaren, you know, and occasionally Aston Martin or Renault, depending on the weekend and the track and all that stuff. But it's a lot, I think it's just a different, it's just a different mindset. And I think, you know, that's how you build a team that's going to keep getting better. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you're 100% right. I think also what's interesting is uh, Bonotto's position change from, like, he got a promotion. Right. I'm using air quotes when I say that. But they pretty much took him off of the wall and put him back in the in the garage so he's making less calls he's not uh he's not really directing the the race as much he's sort of doing the same thing that toto or christian are doing and just kind of mm -hmm. sitting back and letting the team do what they do uh and man since that's happened we've seen some big fucking results out of them you know yeah. like they they seem to be a team unified i 100 agree they look like they haven't given up like last year, they seemed like they seemed defeated. Like so this early point in the season, it was just like, oh, Ferrari is just doing everything they can to to show have a decent showing. And then like yeah, Leclerc yeah. occasionally would get a podium, and he would be like, mm, I don't know how it happened. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, uh, uh, whereas this, I feel like if Leclerc had you know or or Carlos gotten on the podium this year or like this race or whatever, they would have been like, yeah, like we worked really hard. Like we played an aggressive strategy that was yeah. different from everybody else and it paid off, you know? And yeah. I, think, I, I, think, I, I think that really helps. And then Carlos just taking to that Ferrari better than any of the other drivers that switched teams has really given them sort of a leg up this year. Most definitely. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, it, was, it was just great to watch their race last week. I'm excited to see what they do this week, uh, knowing what they're capable of now. Um, Ideally, Carlos has a bit better, um, a bit easier of a time qualifying. Uh, mm -hmm. Everybody knows, I think Charles Leclerc is the best 
single lap qualifying driver on the entire grid. Um, I honestly, uh, uh, I don't gonna, know if there's a better one, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow it. I'm gonna allow. Yeah, it. I, feel, I, I do feel like the only one that gives him a run for his money is actually Bottas. Um, but he hasn't been doing well lately. But I think you know, over the last couple of seasons, I think I think Bottas is better <clears throat> at qualifying overall than Hamilton. Um, I suppose I wouldn't disagree. I think Bottas is a Saturday guy. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, like sometimes Hamilton has it, and sometimes he just doesn't. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you know. But no, um, I mean, Leclerc is very good at qualifying. I'm not disputing that. It's just, of course, yeah, it's a yeah. bold claim, and I just needed to check it a little bit. And I hear dig, you. Dig in for my own. It's a hill that I will die on. That's fair. Uh, That's fair. <laughs> but uh, I get that. Yeah, man, I'm. Uh, I'm super. Super excited about it uh, to see what they see what they're able to pull off um, this year. Uh, yeah, man. Do you want to go over some of the other questions we had for each other last week? We, we uh, covered George. We covered Ferrari. Yeah, we covered Max. Danny um, Orlando. Obviously, that Danny just still can't get that car under him. Yeah, it, which is a huge disappointment. Um, you know, we talked about George a little bit. Uh, you did predict, by the way, that both Ferrari cars would finish in the points. Nice. Uh, so, good job. Uh, you know, my driver to watch was Yuki, which didn't quite pan out. I mean, his finish was respectable. He mm-hmm. you know, nabbed 10th, but uh, he had some difficulties in qualifying that he had to overcome. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, your driver to watch was Leclerc, which was a great pick because, again, he got driver of the day. Nice. Um, as for our predictions, we both said Lewis would get the poll, and we were both wrong. Yeah, because uh, poll went to Max. We were uh, both I did. I did ask if there was going to be two or three teams on the podium. I said three, and you said two, so you're right there. Sweet. Um, and then for fastest lap, that went to Lewis. Um, mm-hmm. We were both you said wrong. Max and I said Checo. Yeah, uh, you got drive their day right because you predicted Charles. I had said it was going to be Lando. Uh, and then for the podium, uh, I said Max Checo Lewis, and it was mm-hmm. Max uh, Lewis Bottas. Yeah. You said it was going to be Checo, Ricardo, Leclerc, which and would I be amazing. Way off, yeah. You were. But if I you were hoping... right, you would have looked like a fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> I go. Sometimes I just go crazy and swing hard, man. I just close my hey, eyes and throw the dart. With the very low stakes of these predictions that we uh, have, there's no reason not to, honestly. Yeah, you can do it. Um, you can do it. So I wanted to go through the, the uh, standings as they are. Yes, um, yes. So like right now in the Drivers' Championship, uh, Max is... 48 points, right? Is that right? Am I, yeah, I'm doing that math, right? 48 points? Uh, no. No, no, no. Points? He's 18 points. 18 points. Of Lewis Man. Hamilton. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I can do tips on a restaurant bill, and that's that's about <laughs> that's it. That's so easy, uh, yeah. In terms yeah. of math, math that exists in my head anymore. So, um, good. so yeah. he's 18 points ahead of Lewis. Uh, Checo he's... has a command on third, being 10 points ahead of Lando Norris in fourth. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and then a good, you know, almost 40 points behind uh, Lewis. And then Bates is 12 points behind Lando, which yeah. Bates has half the amount of points of Max. Less than yeah. half. Less which than is, half. you know, disappointing. Um, For sure. Honestly. And I think, you know, and then when you look at the, the team standings, uh, you know, Red Bull is exactly 40 points ahead of Mercedes. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, and then Mercedes has not quite double <laughs> what McLaren has. Yeah, pretty. Um, cool. It's a it's a two horse race for first yeah. and second, uh, but then you know a two horse race third, for third and fourth. Third, yeah. yeah, exactly. A two horse race for third and fourth. Uh, Norris is really carrying McLaren. Uh, mm-hmm. If Danny figures out that car, then then Ferrari's in a lot of trouble. But man, if he doesn't, and Leclerc and Signs start doing what they did last week then boy, oh boy, uh, you're going to start to see some, you're going to start to see uh, Ferrari catch and, and pass uh, McLaren here real quick. Yeah. I think Lando has like 60 or 70% of all of those McLaren points. I would say, yeah, if not more. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's just doing a great job. Good for him. He's, uh, he's the only driver to, to have zero dollars worth of damage to his car this year. He's the only driver to uh, finish That's in the really points. Cool, yeah, finish in the points every single race. Uh, he's he's out there getting it. So good for him. Uh, but yeah, then there's a three-horse race behind that for for the fifth-place spot between AlphaTauri, Aston Martin, and Alpine. AlphaTauri and Af- Aston Martin are, are neck and neck. Uh, they obviously wouldn't be if Gasly had a better week, but you know, you could say that about either team on any given week. Uh, and, and we would see where, where they went from there. Um, Alonzo and Ocon, even though that team is in seventh place, continue to impress me. I think the fact that they have 31 points is still pretty cool. Um, <laughs> They yeah, I think uh, I I'm enjoying how the seasons for both uh, Alpine and Aston Martin are kind of unfolding. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed after like race three or four, uh, but they have both steadily been kind of on the climb and uh, and really looking good lately. So uh, we'll see what happens there. And then uh, I think that there's going to be a clear tenth place team, but. I don't know. Alfa Romeo with only two points. Um, I think both Giovinazzi and Raikkonen both finished in 10th one time uh, to mm-hmm. give them a point each. But, I mean, let's see what Williams does. Seems like Williams uh, might be able to finish in 8th place by the end of the season. I'm very curious to see what happens with George with the sprint qualifying. Oh, yeah. That's going to be... When that happens at... at uh, Silverstone. Uh, it's gonna. I think it's gonna make everything very, very interesting. Uh, you want to hop over to power rankings? Do I ever? Uh, because I have strong feelings about them this week. All right. Uh, so yeah. We'll start at the top. Max Verstappen getting a nine point eight uh, in a in a what they describe and I think fairly describe as a Hamilton esque uh, performance this weekend. Um, it's crazy that this is his 14th career win when it feels like he's won 20 races already. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. Well, when you're in second place 50 times, 
You right. Know? Like, how many podiums does he have? Oh, Max, how many podiums does he have? A yeah. Shit ton. I know, but that's I, that's why that 14 number feels low because, yeah. uh, let's see. This does not give me a, like, it tells me where he finished in every race, but this is like summarize how many. Yeah. Let me see. Photos, but uh, I like how he holds pretty much every youngest driver to do blank records. Yeah, exactly. Um, Are you on uh, Stats F1? No, I'm on just the, the Wikipedia. No, I'm on Stats F1. Uh, podiums 49. Yeah. 49 that's, podiums. That's crazy. Yeah. That's that's actually crazy. Um, it, since 2016. So in, in five seasons of racing uh, with Red Bull, he has 49 podiums. That's insane. That's actually crazy. <laughs> that, that actually <laughs> feels absurd. Did you know that until 2018, from 2016 to 2018, the watchmaker Tag Heuer was the engine that uh, the engine that Red Bull was using? Uh, I did not know that. That's actually. weird. I mean, maybe I shouldn't call them watchmaker. Maybe they're an engine maker and they just also make watches. But I mean, uh... I've never seen a Honda watch. So. Right. Yeah, that is weird. It's funny because I'm like uh, looking at the tag your like Wikipedia. They they're described as a switch lush luxury watchmaker. Yeah, uh, man. They they were the they were the engine maker for for a while a, in there. That's a big watch. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's a stellar watch. <laughs> I love the I love the tag your Monaco. I want one real bad. Um. But I think they were, oh, okay. They were branded power units that were actually supplied by Renault. Oh, boring. Um, so like. I mean, fine, but. Yeah. Know. Anyway. So weird. Um, yeah. So, so this, is, this is what happens when you go down rabbit holes. Uh, so yeah. So number two in the power rankings, as we talked about, Lando Norris, um, you know, he had a, a just a, a very solid, uneventful race out there doing his thing um you know i think he should be very happy with the race that he ran i i agree uh starting third and then and then finishing fifth uh and losing positions to valtteri and checo i think is is nothing to be disappointed about uh that being said i just don't think that his I think that he would have lost that fifth position as well to Carlos had Lewis gotten out of Carlos's way earlier. Um, I think that uh, Ferrari really had the chance to make that run. Um, and everything uh, okay behind you, dude? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that was, that was intense. Yeah. Uh, I think Ferrari really had a chance to make that run. Um, so I, I don't I don't quite agree with the nine point three ranking for Lando, but like, you know, a good weekend for him for sure. I think having a having a boring race for these guys when you finish in the top ten is never a bad thing. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I personally think that this is clear evidence of one of two biases these power ranking judges have. Yeah, one a pro English 
pro-British uh, bias, which I think is clear. Oh, when yeah. we look at number two and number three. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. And potentially an anti-Checo bias. Yeah. Because I would have given Checo the number two spot. And I know I'm coming as a Red Bull fan. I was a big Checo supporter even before that. But I think the stuff that he's doing with that car, the fact that he got very close to catching Valtteri Bottas. Oh, he made twice. a run at the end. He of made that. like two runs. Yeah, he he was flying. He did like, great. Like he made how- a run, he pitted, and then he made another run. And if the, yeah. the race had been like three or four laps longer, he would have caught him. Oh, I easily. think if the race was one lap longer, he would have passed him. If it was 72 laps instead of 71, <laughs> he would have caught him and passed him. There was just nothing. And like if if Valtteri Bottas has shown us anything historically, it's that he's not very good at fighting for a position and keeping it. This is true. Um, so, yeah. And then you have George Russell in third with a 9.2. Yeah. I I definitely would have given Checo at least a 9.3, if not a 9.4 overall. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, um, they were, they were a lap away from him having given Red Bull their second two podium, mm-hmm. uh, two car podium in two weeks, you know? Yeah. I don't, I just, don't. I don't think there's anything that he as the driver could have done better. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, like what, I don't think Checo himself could have like that. Like, I mean, really, if, if Red Bull had not, uh, screwed up his first pit stop and cost him two or three seconds that he could have caught Valtteri on that last lap. Right. Right. So, uh, you know, as a driver, I think I, I don't find any flaws with Checo's performance. I, yeah, I, I'm having trouble finding it as well. Uh, and George in third, it's like, cool. Good job, George. Yeah. You know, but a 9.2, and I guess, you know, like, because they say they don't look at the car and they look at the driver and all that. So, like, I get it. But on the other hand, we've seen George do very well at the beginning of a race and fade over the course of it. Yeah. You know, and what? how much of that is the car? Who knows? But Yeah. And they're like, you know, he made it up to eighth and then had to retire. It's like, yeah, but would he really have finished in eighth? I, and, like, we both thought that he was going to get in the points last week. I think mm-hmm. he's going to get in the points this week. So do uh, I. But yeah, but uh, if he know, had gotten a point, he would well deserve. Like if he had finished an eighth, yeah, he but would totally deserve this number three spot. He should still be in the top ten, in my for opinion. sure, hundred percent agree. Um, but then see, that's where that's where it fucks me up is because like you have a nine point three for Lando, a nine point two for George, and then an eight point three and an eight point two for Carlos and Charles. Yep, and it's like really. Like a full point difference between them after Carlos goes from 12th to 6th. And then Charles goes P7 after a first lap incident where he's back in 19th. Yeah, I mean, I think my... I, I would go Max, Leclerc, Checo, Lando, Carlos, George... I think that's uh, if I saw that list, I would be like, okay, yeah, this is this is what's up and fair. Or if they even like if they gave Carlos, if it was the same order and Carlos had like a a nine or an eight point nine instead of an eight point three, and like same with Charles, you know, like if he was up in that same area, then it would be like, 
okay, I guess. You know what I mean? Right. Then you're like, oh, there's one judge that's just being a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And like, yeah. Because then you have Lewis after that with an 8.0. Which is... And it's like... That's a Lewis 8.0 performance. Yeah. that's That seems fair. Lance Stroll got an 8. Uh, also... Which, okay, like, cool, you know, mm-hmm. he did well. He had a good competitive weekend. Um, I'm mostly just rushing through these because, like, yeah, Fernando, awesome. Mm-hmm. Pierre Gasly getting in ninth with a 7.4 after literally not racing the entire race. Like, having... Uh, literally not racing... Uh, 70 laps and all but one turn. Yeah. And like having a solid start. But then Checo is in 10th place with a 7.2 ranking after finishing in fourth place, uh, uh, literally half a second away from finishing in third place. Yep. What? Like, what are we talking about here? That's what I'm saying. I don't understand how, when you look at like the season overall, that Checo is eighth in the power rankings. It makes zero sense to me. I just don't, I don't grasp that at all. Like I would not have Gasly on these power rankings at all. Uh, I would probably in my 10th slot, uh, I probably would put. Like he actually lost a spot this week. Yeah. And Antonio Giovinazzi is still in 10th place. Like he's in 10th place in the overall power rankings for the season. What are we talking yeah. about here? Yeah. I mean, and I like, I would probably give that last spot instead of Pierre. I'd probably get it, give it to Yuki, honestly, for like turning around the weekend, sliding into the points at the end. But yeah. there's no reason that Checo should be at the bottom of this. At the bottom half of this top ten, in yeah, my opinion, I don't. Uh, yeah, I especially after don't. the last three or four races. Yeah, yeah. Like the fact that what Seb has done in that, in that mm-hmm. uh, Aston Martin, that he's not in the top ten overall. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, I think Next you're week, right. We'll be debuting our own power rankings. <laughs> yeah, right. And ours are going to be correct. They will be. And we're going to let them fucking know about it. Yeah. We're going to make we'll some find calls. Someone to make us fancy graphics. We're going to call some people. Oh, dude, I can do some graphics. It's oh, great. Yeah. Or we'll get, uh, we'll get your boy from Movie John to do some graphics for it. Yeah. We'll crush yeah, him. Because we, we don't, I mean, he would draw amazing driver portraits. Oh, hell yeah, dude. We should yeah. get him to do it and just take over the world via somebody else's artwork <laughs> shout out to hugo who is almost certainly not listening to this uh but he is an amazing artist uh does all the covers and a bunch of the other artwork for movie john and yeah it's amazing makes us look good yeah um all right any any more word on the styrian grand prix before we switch to this weekend's austrian grand prix uh not one bit no it was a good race and i am a sucker for them doing two races in a row at the same place and i hope uh that's some it's not something that happens for the rest of this year this is our one time that we see it but i hope 
that in future seasons they do it because I think it really adds something to the second week. You know what I mean? Yeah, everybody, no, I, everybody learns something major. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, uh, I, I honestly, I mean, there, there should be a hundred races every year. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it would be awesome. Uh, I would quit my job and try to find a spot on a Formula One team doing something lame. Um, anything, literally anything. <laughs> uh i will make the espresso clean out the garbage if that's oh, yeah. what it takes uh um, oh, yeah. if i so get a first... shirt and a hat for free fuck yeah dude fuck yeah no that comes out of yourself <laughs> yeah right <laughs> like ah. here's your take-home pay for your first week it's five euro yeah congratulations on the you shirt you to pay for your shirt <laughs> like, oh man um so my first question to you which is bringing back my first question from last week in which we try to predict the weather, mm-hmm. will it be wet? Uh, no, you know, last week it really looked like it was going to be. It seemed like it rained everywhere in Austria except over the track. Except, except for right bit. after the race. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, no, I, uh, I think it's going to be another dry weekend. I think it's going to be cloudier, though, which is going to lead to cooler track temperatures. Mm-hmm. um last week at the start of the race it was uh awfully sunny track temperatures were up over 100 degrees i think they were like 110 degrees fahrenheit 120 degrees fahrenheit um so the track was super warm uh which is a lot different than what the the track temperatures were during practice mm-hmm. last week um i think this week the track temperatures are going to be a lot closer to uh what it is for practice so a lot cooler um a lot cloudier a lot cooler track temperatures i'm curious to see what that does to the tires because they're also going to the softer compounds for this week they are which i think is weird um yeah why why are you changing the compounds of tires from week to week pirelli what are you doing what are you doing uh yeah i mean the forecast does say it could rain so we'll see we'll see how it goes um i think we're due for a, a wet a wet race yeah, man, I'm ready for it. I want one. I'm curious. Um, my question to you, uh, my first one that I'm going to ask you is uh, this week, after last week when uh, he started in boop, 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 13th and managed to finish in phone's all dumb this is counter so what and finished in 13th started 13th finished 13th mm-hmm. um does danny ricardo figure it out this week i ask every week because i want him I to figure it out so bad and uh it just hasn't been there this week does danny figure it out it really hurts me to say but i don't think so I have to agree, man. I hate thinking that. I want to be a Danny Rick true believer. I really do. I think we're, you know, a lot of the focus here is on is on Valtteri um, and what he does towards the end of his season and what happens to him next year. Uh, but I don't foresee... Danny doing very well at McLaren for a very long time. 
yeah, I I mean, I still I still see the potential for him to finish the season well. Mm-hmm. Overall, maybe after the break. Yeah, but I just don't think I think he needs a week off at least if we're going to see any sort of like marked improvement. Yeah. Um, you know, I hope he's hitting the simulator, doing everything he can do. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I I'm not you. mad. I'm just disappointed. Just disappointed. Just <laughs> so disappointed. Uh, all right. My question to you is, so uh, at the race last weekend, there were only four cars on the lead lap at the end of the race. The two Mercedes and the two Red Bulls. Mm-hmm. Will anyone else finish on the lead lap at the end of this week's race? Yes. Okay. Yes, I think so. Any uh, anybody in particular you want to call out? We'll get there. Sure. Right. I think we'll get there. Okay. Right. Um, what do you think? Uh, I I do think so. I think there I think there will be five cars on the lead lap. Hmm. 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 Interesting. Um. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny too because like when you say lead lap it's also like it's not a terrible thing when you're lapped here because it's such a small track you know what i mean right, no it's not embarrassing doing... i just think it's interesting that like yeah yeah you know sergio perez is 47 seconds behind max Verstappen, and then boom lando is on is a lap down right right that's uh yeah that's that's saying something for sure um do Okay, so uh, based on his performance last week, uh, mm-hmm. his position in the power rankings, mm-hmm. and how unfortunate his, his race was, uh, provided we see a better race out of him this week, who finishes better, Pierre Gasly or Lando Norris? Lando. Wow. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know that I believe the Alpha Tories have quite the pace that McLaren has. Yeah. Uh, especially especially on, on this track, just in terms of pure, you know, I know Yuki finished ahead of Danny, but um, I don't, I just don't see it happening that way. But of course, you know, if it rains, all bets are off. All bets are off. Yeah, if, if rain comes into play, then everything that we uh, talk about here fucked. is out the completely out the window. Um, <laughs> I do think Gasly beats Norris. Wow, I do. I think um, I think after last week, you know, Yuki did have a good showing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he could have done better, uh, but I think Pierre really has uh, a strong handle on that car. Um, and Lando having a boring race, uh, I think that Pierre would have been his competition throughout. And I think that uh, I think that in a head-to-head race between Lando and Pierre, I think Pierre wins. Um, I don't think I'm. I, I do agree with you. I don't think AlphaTauri has the better car, right? Uh, but I do think that. Uh, that Pierre is a better driver than Lando. 
So do you think Pierre finishes ahead of the Ferraris as well? No. Interesting. What is happening in... <laughs> what, what is happening? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I had a minor freak out uh, when I was texting you. I started to panic because we were looking at what all of the cars were doing and we're looking at what the engine situation is. And then the, the early images for the 2022 car came out and it's smaller and it's got different, it just looks different. And there's going to be new tires that are used. And I just, I just full panic, all caps texted you what's going to happen. Like we're not even halfway through this season, which is a thrill. It's the most thrilling season I've been a part of. I've been an F1 fan. And I feel like next year it's as if they were like, it was, it's as if next year they're like, all right, we're changing American baseball. They're going to use cricket bats. And now they run to the left instead of to the right. Like first base is worth right. And I'm like, wait, what? You know what I mean? Like, and they just, they're like, oh yeah, new bats. And also the pitcher is an extra fucking 10 feet closer. It's like, what (laughs) you're doing? Wait. Of like I'd be like, how does that change the game? And everybody's like, we don't fucking know. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah, and that's exactly what 2022 looks like to me. Twenty twenty two is going to be just insane. I feel like I'm only going to panic, like I, because like this season is so extraordinary, and I'm not obviously I would never rush through this season to get to the next one because I just am in love with everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and all of the, the different twists and turns it's taken. But, man, as the 2022 season looms in the distance, it's like I, I eat better now. Like, I exercise because I can't, I can't get cancer and die before the 2022 season. That's what I used to say about, like, Star Wars movies coming out. Yeah. Like, like I got I I to take care of this. So I could see... You know what <laughs> I gotta, happens. I gotta know what's gonna happen, man. Like I'm glad I have another reason to live. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is it's <laughs> it's so good. It's so important. Uh, oh, but that all actually leads me to my next question, Ooh. which is: Will both Alpha Tauris finish in the points? Oh, great question. Um, Obviously, this is all on whether or not Yuki does. Uh, I think, you know what? You know, whether or not Gasly finishes the race this time. (laughs) Whether or not he finishes the fucking race, yeah. Uh, You know what? I I think so. I think so. I think that... uh, No, you know what? I take that back. I don't think Yuki Yuki finishes the race. Yeah, Yeah. because... I think he gets Gasly and, and like, a a tire blows or something. Oh, because I was going to say, you know, if if his performance is equal to last week and we're like Gasly's finishing in the points and George is finishing in the points, that means Yuki's in 12. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, yeah, no, I don't, I take it back. I don't think Yuki gets right. in the points this week. I, you know, I hope that he has a good showing, uh, but I don't, I don't see it happening. Um, I will say the, the more I see of that car, the like, the uh Alphatari livery the more i do like the white and blue like it just looks nice it's cool yeah yeah i think it's clean i like the bull i think it's rad mm-hmm. um i'm trying to figure out which one i want to ask next okay yeah i'll do this uh ferrari better worse or the same 
Uh, let's see. Do Ferrari do better, worse or the same than sixth and seventh? Uh, I'm going to say exactly the same. Not necessarily the same order, but sixth and seventh. Interesting. Interesting. I think they do better. I think, uh, yeah, I think that they. You know, Mercedes no. is racing this weekend. Oh, I'm aware. I'm just trying to piece together all the things that you've said to try to put together, like what your vision of the final order is. And it is throwing me for a loop right now. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. My whole life is so such chaos that like, I feel like I am always, you know, the meme of Charlie Day with the map, with all the yarn. Mm-hmm. That's me all the time with F1. Like always, I'm just sitting there chain smoking and drinking a lot of bourbon and just pointing at different things. And that's, that's how, that's how I view this entire sport. And I wouldn't have it any other way. And I'm, I'm very much Dr. Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park. And I'm like, Lewis finds a way. (laughs) (laughs) I love that that's our characters. That's fantastic. I love that. I love everything about that. Um, <laughs> you know, Ferrari so were so focused on figuring whether or not they could build a really fast engine, they didn't stop to think if they should. Yeah, right. And they got sometimes, sometimes you're, you know, sometimes you're Jeff Goldblum in Independence Day, and sometimes you're Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. And you know, I really love how in Independence Day his dad is like super proud of him. I love it, dude. I love it. I love it so much. Big like that's my son energy, and I I, I strongly approve. Yeah, I'm into <laughs> it. It's that movie, man. We'll talk about that more. I think I once who was it? Like Andy wrote a, a really cool piece about mm-hmm. Independence Day, and he like briefly mentioned it in our text thread, and I just went on a fucking tirade because I love that movie. <laughs> It's great. It's, it's, it's so, a movie that is cla- like a classic example in my head of like better than the sum of its parts. Oh, a hundred percent. It is just, it is just beginning to end a perfect and fucking wonderful fun movie. And there's no, there, there, you, there is no one on the fucking planet that convinced me otherwise. Yeah. And it's, it's just one of those where like, if you watch like individual elements or scenes or performances, you're like, oh yeah, like this is perfectly good and functional, I guess yeah, the job yeah, yeah. done. But when it all comes together, it just, it becomes something else. There's some yeah. kind of alchemy going on in there. Yeah. So um, anyway, so, you think anyway, Ferrari does uh, the same. Yep. I think they do better. Uh, I also think that you think that Valtteri Bottas is going to be riding a bicycle in the race. 100% dude. He's not even showing up today or this week. He uh, and Kimmy are just like hanging out at the uh, the spa. Yeah, right. Like this sucks. Uh, what's your next question? I have two uh, more and I think that they're probably similar to whatever you're going to ask me. I was going to ask you if George uh, is going to get a point. Me too. That's, a, that's my next question. Yeah. Uh, yes, I think George is in the points this week. All right, me too. Uh, uh, throw me yours and then uh, you know well, I've, I've... mine leads us right uh, towards p- predictions and whatever you say um, don't answer yet but I am curious uh, do you think yes or no it's going to be the same podium 
same order as well or same drivers? Same exact, same exact podium. I'm going to say no. I agree. That's all I'm going to say. Fair. I like that. Oh, boy. Uh, all right. Who so is your... Ryan. Yeah. Well, who's your driver to watch this weekend? Last weekend, you said Charles. I love this question. Right. I love this question. So much fun. I love it so much. Uh, and my driver to watch this weekend, again, is Charles Leclerc. Totally fair. Mine to watch this weekend is the ball is in his court. Valsery Potas. Interesting. What is he going to do? I'm not saying driver to watch is in like he's going to have a great weekend. No, no, but no. Just what's going to happen? Yeah, I think uh, race to race, man. Boy, oh boy, does he have to figure I, something the fuck out? Like, I really feel like he is like Quint in the Indianapolis story that he tells in Jaws. Yeah. Where he's just out there floating in the water. Sharks are all around, and he's mm-hmm. just they're circling and they're circling, and he's got to figure out what he's going to do. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I can't even begin to argue that. I think that's interesting, man. Let's see what happens to him. And again, I'm of the firm belief, uh, I do not think Bottas will finish the season in that car, and I think he will be better off for it. I think everybody's kind of coming to terms with it. You know, <laughs> it seems like more and more every single, every outlet, like even F1, they, on the, on the app, there was a, um, a news article that was written earlier that was like, you know, like what, what happens if he's not in, like, what, what is the future for Valtteri Bottas? Like, where mm-hmm. does he go from here? And it's like, yeah, like I kind of, I kind of see it. I don't think, I think he'd be good in IndyCar. Um, I think he'd be really good in IndyCar, but I think that he should probably go to endurance racing. Uh, I think he'd be amazing at endurance racing. I think, he'd be, I think he'd be extraordinary. Be. I think he has a better chance of winning the 24-hour at Le Mans than he does the than he does Monaco. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's just—it's just one of those things where you have to recognize that you're just never going to be a, a Formula One champion. And exactly. Time to, time to kind of enjoy your career while it lasts and then go to the place where you think you are going to be a, a winner forever. Um, and not to shake to say the guy's a guy's an F1 race winner, which is. Yeah. Huge. Insane. It's huge. Yeah. It's insane. Um, yeah. So we're going to see what happens to, to our boy Val. Uh, so who yeah. is on the poll? Max Ver. I completely agree. Yeah. Completely agree. Uh, who do you think will get fastest lap? Uh, oh, fastest lap. Uh, I said that Checo gets the fastest lap. That is also what I'm saying. Wow. Look at us. We're the same. And then my driver of the day winner, I'm predicting to be future Sir George Russell. Nice. <laughs> future Sir George Russell. <laughs> I'm into it. Uh, my driver of the day. Yeah, it's gonna be George. Yeah. Yeah, it's gotta be. He's gonna get he's gonna get like 
a point or two. I think if he finishes, I don't, you know, I don't think we didn't, did we do wild cards yet? Nope. Oh, okay. We'll get there. Um, but this isn't my wild card because George was my wild card last week, but I think mm-hmm. that he doesn't finish in 10th place. I think, I think he finishes eighth or ninth. So I'm going to put your wild card as George gets more than one point. Uh, all right. Well, I, I really like this drive the, driver of the day for George. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then it makes do, sense. Do you want me to give you my podium first? I do. All right. So, number three, finishing in third, uh, Sir Lewis Hamilton. Finishing in second, Checo. <gasps> Max finishing in first. Wow. Gonna, I feel like I'm going to get my Red Bull 1-2 at their like home race, even though the team is really based in England. Uh, <laughs> even though it's not actually their home race. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's I think it's Red Bull 1-2, which I'm also claiming is my wild card because it has not happened yet. Wow. Wow. Uh yeah, I I do not foresee that happening. Well, look forward to you being wrong. <laughs> uh, in first place, Danny first Ricardo. Place. Whoa! Wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> and then I was like, "Wait, didn't you say before?" Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm all over. Actual the place, surprise. Though. I wish I had caught my face. Like, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> oh, that was fun. Uh, no, I uh, I see. The first two places being the same, Max is going to win the race, be the most winningest driver uh, at Austria ever, followed by Lewis Hamilton, followed by Charles Leclerc. Wow. And ready for this? I don't think Valtteri Bottas finishes on the lead lap. I can see that. I think there's a problem. I think he fucks up or, you know, somebody bumps him. I think there's a problem that's just no fault of his own, you know, runs over some debris. So there's a ton of debris. It's a curb too hard. Yeah, something. Uh, there's some vibrations. He slows down. And uh, I think Valtteri doesn't finish on the lead lap. Man. Sucks to be that guy. <sighs> yeah. Uh, any anything else about this weekend's race that you want to highlight before we uh, wrap it up? Uh, so we didn't have any yellow flags last week. Mm-hmm. Um, weather's a factor this week. I think okay. it's going to be a dry race. You think it might be wet? Um, do we see any? You know, because we did see some incidents last week. We saw. I was surprised know. there was not a yellow flag. Uh, to clear the debris because the track is so short. Yeah. So yeah. I do think we'll have a yellow flag this week. Yeah, I uh, I tend to agree with you. I think uh, I think that there's going to be um, definitely some kind of uh, mess. I think a lot of the teams are going to be fighting 
to do better than they did last week. And I think that that fight is a little different because they're at the same track. There, there seems to be, it's sort of like when you watch the sequel to a movie and there's no exposition because we already got that out of the way in the first one. So it's mm-hmm. like you start right. the movie and you're right in the shit. Um, I think that this one starts right in the shit, you know, like they're going to, they're going to be in there. And, um, and I, yeah, I think they're just going to go completely wild with it. And I'm excited to see what happens for sure. F yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm so pumped. I love that this is uh, what we do. And I love talking to you about it. And I love being a part of the Movie John Podcast Network with all of the wonderful and cool shit that they have to offer. Um, I am such a big fan of I Saw It in a Movie. And I'm a fan of Killer Bees. They just did their... uh, what's it on what's his name um um you know peter weller yeah they just did peter weller which was amazing last (laughs) week um yeah a ton of great content coming out of uh coming out of movie john podcast network and all of the great articles that are written up constantly there's a great series on the website uh now that some pretty talented writers are on board on and it's uh counting down summer blockbusters it's been going on for a few weeks now uh mm-hmm. there's still some to go and i've been really enjoying reading that a whole bunch yeah Thanks. it's really nice when we uh are able to sort of like give people the opportunity to write about movies they really like and just jam on whatever angle they want to come at it from uh you know i also want to highlight uh our writer emily Mazer. she's been doing a monthly column about uh, movies about teenagers uh and so for pride month she looked at but i'm a cheerleader and love simon awesome and just looked at like queer narratives in teen cinema uh as so check that out she'll be doing one a month at least for the whole rest of the year too so she's like taking like a different kind of these are movies about this theme these are movies about this kind of teen movie yeah, uh, yeah so yeah. i'm excited to see what what she always comes up with so yeah that's awesome um I, uh, yeah, if you want to find us anywhere, you can always check us out on Instagram and Twitter at FEIF1Pod. You can email us at FEIF1ONE at gmail.com. You can always find Mr. Ryan Silver, whatever, at Silver, whatever, on on, uh, all of Pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, Letterboxd, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can find me primarily on Instagram at Ian or whatever. Uh, and I just am uh, waking up every day for these last few weeks. It sucks that we're getting to the end of a trilogy of, of races in a row, but I'm just so thrilled to be going back to Austria and I can't wait to see what happens this week, buddy. I'm so excited to celebrate 4th of July by watching Formula One. Oh my God. It's going to be so much fun. It is the most American thing that you can do on the 4th of July. Just watch, the, a, watch a formula one race in Austria. It's the best. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can dude. wake up, watch the race, take a nap and then get up and like grow my hot dogs or whatever shit. So F yeah, dude. F yeah. F yeah. F one. See you next week. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs>